Hi, this is Jacob recording a new episode of the Clown Chat Podcast, and we're here on a very somber, sad day. Um, this is a very, very sad, devastating day, because we're here to break down some injury news with the Boston Celtics, and it is not an overstatement to say that this could completely change the race for the NBA title. And that's how significant this is. And it is just soul-crushing news. Potentially. We're going to see what happens. But there is a possibility. So what happened is um, Robert Williams, a.k.a. nicknamed Time Lord... Um, you may know him as Time Lord. He is starting center from the Boston Celtics, the who, who have played the best basketball in the NBA over the last two and a half months. And, um, you know, by any reasonable observation, are one of the leading contenders to win the NBA championship this year. And... Williams was a legitimate defensive player of the year candidate. Maybe you think he's, you know, I personally think you could, you know, it's him and Marcus Smart, um, also on the Celtics. They're the top two candidates for Defensive Player of the Year, in my mind personally. I don't know what order I'd put him in. Um, I think one of them should win. I don't know that they will. Although Smart's gotten a lot of well-deserved uh, buzz lately, I will say. He's he's now the betting favorite, I saw, um, which, is, which is good to see. Well-deserved, but... Um, but Williams is a legitimate candidate. What he does in terms of being able to, you know, guard smaller players, you know, and still come in, come in and recover and help in the paint. I mean, he is just an incredible, incredible defensive player. He is, an, you know, such an incredible defender. And then you look at what he does offensively, like rebounding the lobs. Like, he is an irreplaceable part of the Celtics team. And... <clears throat> He tore his meniscus last night, which is uh, just absolutely devastating. Um, now, in terms of what that means, there is a scenario where he could come back this season. There's basically, there's two different options. So option number one, so, so he is definitely going to have surgery. Option number one, and, and, and this is going to depend on what they, you know, they're going to do some more investigation into into the injury, into some of his options, and, and just kind of come up with a surgical plan that makes the most sense. Um, so first option is they remove the part of the meniscus that is, you know, call, you, you know that, that, that is damaged, and then he could come back in four to six weeks, which would put him, so we're five weeks out right now, from the second round of the playoffs. So that's right in the middle of that time frame. So he could, with this method, he could come back for the second round of the playoffs. Now that's significant because if you're the Celtics, and, and again, this is talking about, we're just going to kind of go into the ramifications if the Celtics go with, op, with, with, with this first option of removing the part of the meniscus that's giving them problems. It's significant because if you're the Celtics and you could get 
Williams back, if you get Time Lord back for the second round and on, and he's reasonably, you know, himself, then your title odds, I don't think, are really affected. Because as long as the Celtics don't play the Nets in the first round, which they've already, they're already moving in, you know, they've already pivoted tonight with their lineup decisions. They're resting both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They left Al Horford home. He's out. He was been out the last couple of games for personal reasons. They're not playing him. Um, that tells me that the Celtics are now looking to move back in the seedings. They don't want to finish with the number one or number two seed, which is smart because um, without Robert Williams, it becomes all the more important to get that easier first round matchup because you know, no matter what, you're not going to have him for the first round. Um, you you need somebody else to take out the you know to, to to face the Nets in the first round. You can't face them right away. Um, if you had Robert Williams healthy. I still wanted to avoid them, you know, if at all possible. But at the same time, it was like, well, if they get the first seed and the Nets are in the 7-8 and the Nets will probably win, they probably won't play them, and it's worth the risk for home court throughout. I think that calculus has changed a little bit. I think you want to just keep the rest of this team healthy, and I think you want to try to be the third or fourth seed. Um... I think ideally they'd play the Bulls or the Cavs in round one. Toronto would be okay as well, although I think that would be a little tougher. Because um, Toronto, I think, is better than the Bulls and the Cavs, just my view personally. Um, so I would want to play the Bulls or the Cavs ideally, um, which I think is a three or four seed. I think there's a pretty good chance you're going to play the Bulls or the Cavs. So, if you're the Celtics, then you want to lock yourself into that matchup because you should beat those teams, even Toronto. You should beat those teams without Robert Williams. You should. So maneuver yourself into that seating. You can maneuver yourself into that seating, which I think they're well on their way to doing. They're throwing the game tonight. They're starting that process. They're going to make sure they don't finish in the top two seeds. And then they should win their first round matchup. And then if he can come back for most of the second round and on, then if you're the Celtics, you're good to go. Um, and they should be the, they are the Eastern, if Robert Williams is playing, they are the Eastern Conference favorites. Full stop. They are. If, I don't know how, given how the last two, two and a half months have played out. I don't know how you could have a different conclusion on that. I mean, they have been, they have not been the best team. They have been far and away the best team over the last two and a half months. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's like comical how badly they were, you know, destroying some of these teams. I mean, it it was like not even close a lot of the time. Um, I mean, they, they, they have just been unbelievable. So, you know, Miami, 
in Philly, like they should be the Celtics would definitely beat those teams if if it will definitely beat those teams if Robert Williams is out there. Brooklyn, even if Brooklyn is fully operational minus Ben Simmons, I don't think Ben Simmons has come back this year. But if they're fully operational otherwise, then I definitely take the Celtics. Milwaukee's the only one. Milwaukee to me, it's Milwaukee. If Robert Williams is healthy, you know, if, if he, you know, is, is healthy later on, if he can go back, then to me, the three real championship favorites. Sure, you could have your um, your Nets and your Philly and your Miami and you know maybe the the Mavs, maybe Golden State. Um, Maybe the Clippers, if they get both Kawhi and PG back, um, that, you know, if, if things break right, because it sounds like, and Denver too, although it sounds like Denver is not going to have their guys back. So they, that would take them out of this. But those teams, if things break right for them, then maybe they could eke their way in, 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 you know, in, into winning a title. But things would have to break right for them. To me, the three best teams in the league, the three teams that, you know, again, if Robert Williams is playing, the three best teams are the, are the Celtics, the Suns, and the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, the Celtics, and then last, um, you know, last year's finals, basically, with, with the Suns and the Bucks. The Suns, to me, should be prohibitive favorites to come out of the West. I have a hard time. I hear a lot of people, you know, I heard um, Celtics play-by-play man, um, Mike Gorman. You know, I listened to a podcast, you know, where they were interviewing him recently. He picked the Grizzlies to come out of the West. I don't really understand that personally. Um, but, hey, I mean, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I, I don't really see that. Um, Golden State, I think... You know, we'll see what they look like in the playoffs. We'll see what Steph looks like. I mean, they're always dangerous. But, like, the Suns are just such a different level and have been such at a different level for, um, you know, for most of the season. I mean, especially when you look at the West. I mean, like, other teams are, like, clinching playoff spots right now. And the Suns, like, a few days ago, it's like, oh, they clinched the number one overall seed in the playoffs already. It's like, they're that far ahead of every, you know, everybody in the standings. I mean, and the Celtics have been the best team for the last, like, two and a half months. But, um, you know, the Suns have been consistently, you know, you look at the whole season, and, I mean, they, are, they have definitely been the best team. You know, if you look at the whole season and not just the last two months. So... I think definitely in the West, like, I have a hard time seeing um, someone beating the Suns. I, um, so, so, to me, I have them penciled into the finals. And then, um, with the East, I still think, you know, even if Robert Williams is there, I respect the Bucks enough to give them a chance against the Celtics. Because Giannis is that good. They have the heart of a champion. They have that championship experience. We know they can win. We, the, you know, they just did it last year. We know, you know, what, what that big three of, of holiday Middleton and Giannis is capable of. Brooke Lopez is back. Um, I, I think Milwaukee is very, very dangerous. And 
uh, you know, that's another thing. If I'm the Celtics, I would not want to play Milwaukee before the before the Eastern Conference Finals. I think if you're looking at things for the Celtics, I think you're looking at this. I think your ideal seating is number one. You know, Miami hangs on to that first seed. They they they, they find a way. They they stabilize. They've shown enough cracks here to give you major concern. You know, when they go into the playoffs, and, and you look at you know these other teams. I mean. Boston has Tatum. Philly has Embiid. Um, the Nets have Kevin Durant. The Bucks have Giannis. It's like Miami does not have anyone on that level. So, uh, you know, I, I'm becoming more and more skeptical of their chances in the playoffs. So, hope they hang on to number one. You hope Milwaukee gets the two. You hope Philly gets the three. You hope you get the four. You tank your way to the four. You hope Chicago ends up fifth. I think Chicago, you look at Chicago, they have consistently lost to good teams all season. And I'm saying like this kind of like realistically, like I think I would if if I could just pick on a whim, I would rather have Cleveland fifth. But I don't think Cleveland's going to finish fifth. So realistically, I'm going to say Chicago. I'm going to say Toronto sixth. And then I'm going to say net seven, and I'm going to say, um, uh, you know what? Ideally, no. Ideally, Atlanta eight. Atlanta, Atlanta eight. Ideally, so Cavs would would fall to the seven seed, and then just lose both playing games in that scenario. If I'm the Celtics right now, that's my ideal seating. And then what that gets you is you get an easy matchup. What I think is an easy matchup against the Bulls in round one. Well, the Heat, again, the Heat should win their series against the Hawks, but mm, that's a division opponent, a team that knows them well. Trey can go off. Like, Trey would be the best, you know, potentially the best player in that series, depending on where you put him versus Butler. Um, that would not be a gimme series for Miami. I, I would pick Miami. I think they would win, but. It wouldn't be a sweep. Um, and then Philly, you know, I think Toronto is a team that from a matchup standpoint could be really interesting for them. That series could go like, you know, because I don't know who on Toronto is guarding Embiid. But I also don't know who, you know, on Philly. I don't know how Philly is going to match up with like Toronto's like weird, like every player is 6'8". <laughs> thing like <clears throat> and they're kind of the opposite of the Bulls they've pretty consistently you know actually you know done okay against good teams but they lose a lot of games against bad teams so that's a little weird um so I think Toronto again I think Philly would win but I don't think it would be a sweep and then you have the key and that's that the Bucks play face the Nets that's your key. You need those two teams playing each other. And again, I think the Bucks would win. I think they're a better team. But you want one of those two teams to be out because I think those are, you know, the second and third. Again, if Robert Williams is healthy, you know, comes back healthy, if, if you have that timeline, then you look at 
you look at well, you, you know, you look at Milwaukee as the second best team, and you look at the Nets as the third best team. You want one of those two teams gone. And then what that gets you then, if you're Boston, assuming it goes chalk, and all the home teams do win, then you'd have Milwaukee, Philly, and then you'd get Miami in round two, where you might have to play a couple of games without Time Lord, but he comes back in the series. I think that's if you're this, and if you're the Celtics, you'd still have the best player, maybe the best two players in the series. With the way Jimmy Butler's been bricking threes lately, you may have the best two players in the series. Jalen Brown might just be a better player at this point than Jimmy Butler. So, if you're the Celtics, you'd have the best two players in the series, potentially, against Miami. Um, that could be that could be a, you know, a good matchup, but then by the conf- time the conference finals roll around, you're ready to go. And then you would have to face... You know, potentially the Bucks or the Sixers, where you have to guard Embiid. So I think that's your ideal path. But again, if you're the Celtics and you can get Robert Williams back, I still think the Bucks are going to be tough. I still think the Suns are going to be tough. But I think this team is the championship favorite in that scenario. I do. With the way they've been playing, with what they have on their roster, with the way. Tatum and Brown have been playing. If if Time Lord can come back and provide the impact he was smart and you know all these role players, Horford, Grant Williams, like Derek White, this team fits so well together now and they've been just dominating teams. I mean, I don't even think against Minnesota last night, I don't even think they played that well. And, you know, they were a little sloppy at times and stuff, and you look up at halftime and they're up by twenty five points. That's just the way this has gone for them. They've been playing that well. So that brings us to our other option. And that is that they look at it, they figure out, and with some some of the meniscus tears, I, I saw that, you know, when I was reading up on it, like I saw repair is not always possible. It depends on where the tear is. But if you can repair it, it's often the right move for the long term. And when you look at it, it's like, you know, Robert Williams is 24. He is signed for the next four years after this one. He's positioned to be a cornerstone of the Celtics for a long time to come. So you could look at it and say, um, you could look at it and say, hey, you know, we, uh, we can't afford to, um, you know, we can't afford to, to, to risk, to, to, to risk this. You know, if, if if a repair is what needs to be done, then then let's do it. Um, let's do it, and let's get it done, and then we'll bring him back middle of next season, and we'll have him for uh, you know for next year's run. It'll suck, but we're going to do what's right in the long term. That could happen too, and that would mean that his season that his season's over, and then so that would again everything I said about this path seating wise and everything that still holds um i think that's best case scenario no matter what but if that's if that's where things go i think that changes that that radically changes the championship landscape i think at that point 
you'd have to say Milwaukee is the favorite to come out of the East. I I, I just I, I think you would have to you'd have to give them the nod. I think it's close enough. You know, if both teams are healthy, I think you would have to look at it and say, you know, you'd have to lean Milwaukee. I think it's interesting. It gets interesting after that. I just don't have like, you know, I I still think you can argue that the Celtics are number two. I I actually do. Um, You know, as important as Time Lord is, he is still the third best player on on the team. Um, And they do still have Al Horford. They do still have Marcus Smart. They do still have, you know, a guy in Daniel Tice who was the starting center when they were in the conference finals and, um, you know, in in the bubble. So it's not like they have, uh, and they have Grant Williams coming off the bench, so it's not like they have, like, no no one at that spot. Um, It's not like earlier in the season when um, Horford and and Time Lord were both out and they had to start Ennis Cantor against Joel Embiid and... And Bead scored like over forty points. It's not going to be like that. Um, they've got guys. It won't be as good. It won't be as high ceiling. But you know, this team should still be able to contend to a degree. If he if he if he's not in now, they won't have games last like last night where they're not even not even playing that well against a team in Minnesota who's been really good and really hot lately. And they're still up by 25 at halftime. They won't have games like that. It'll be a lot closer. You know, it, they, they, they won't be as dominant. That's just unrealistic to expect. But when you're, when you're beating teams like the Celtics have beaten teams recently, there's a lot of room to come down before you start to get to the point where you're actually losing. It's like you've got to start to be in, in close games instead of blowouts before you, you get to the point where you start losing, right? So... I mean, this team, they, they lost a couple of games against trap teams, Indiana and Detroit. They lost one one-possession close game to Dallas. But other than that, they're 22-3 and three in the last 25. They've been beating everyone, and for the most part, it's been blowouts. So, to think that this team is, is just going to all of a sudden, like, Losing the first round because Robert Williams is not there, um, or even you know, you know, even beyond that. I mean, certainly the first round. I mean, I think that's a little ridiculous. After that, we can talk. I mean, it certainly means that they would be at risk to losing to um, to Philly, Miami, Brooklyn, the teams in that tier. It would mean they'd have a much higher probability of losing to those teams. But I have enough questions about those teams that I look at it, and I still think the Celtics have a very good chance to beat any of those teams. I mean, with the Nets, they're just not good enough on defense. Um, their supporting cast is, is, is either too small or too big. There's not enough guys in between. It's way too reliant on on KD is as good as KD is the whole thing is like so reliant on him that like I feel like it's almost to the point these days like he can score 40 and because they're not getting enough out of the rest of the team like you can still win 
So, um, again, that's the team in, in that tier I'd be most scared of just because of KD. But at the same time, you know, I have that. That's a that's certainly a flawed roster. And then you have Miami, who does not have a top tier player on the level of of the other four. And then um, you look at how they've been playing recently, and you have right to be very concerned. And then with Philly, they're actually playing DeAndre Jordan in the year twenty twenty two. I mean, the non Embiid minutes are going to be a real problem for them. And Embiid is very good. You know, obviously. Probably going to win MVP, deserves it. James Harden is, you know, is there, but you know, what are you going to get out of him in the playoffs? That's always a question. Tyrese Maxey is 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 an awesome young player, but you know, I like Philly, but even without Robert Williams, do I like them better than the Celtics? I'm not sure. So I still think you can pretty easily paint a path for the Celtics without Robert Limp, even if he does not come back, where they get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just think once you get to the Eastern Conference Finals, if you face Milwaukee, then you get to a point where Giannis can just, you know, kind of take over, and it just gets really... It would be pretty hard to to beat them. Um without Robert Williams. So that's that's kind of the deal. And then you'd probably get a final three match Bucks Suns. Which I think would be really fun, you know, for sure if we got that. And you know, as a basketball fan, I would want to watch that. It's it would just suck because I really think the Celtics team is the best team in, in basketball and I think they should be the championship favorites. And you know, I really feel like with this injury news, I mean it could really take away what should have been a championship season for the Celtics. I mean that's the reality and you know, you look at, again, someone tweeted this today. No one's going to feel sorry for Celtics fans, and they shouldn't. I'm not asking for that. You know, they've got more banners than any other NBA team. The uh, remember, rem- Always remember that the Los Angeles Lakers have 12 championships, and the Minneapolis Lakers have five championships. Never forget that. Celtics with, with more banners than anyone was 17. But... But let's look at recent history. After the 08, the championship in 08, 2009, Kevin Garnett gets hurt when they have a better team than they had in 2008. 2010, Kendrick Perkins goes down in the finals when they're up, I believe they're up three to two over the Lakers and then he got hurt. I mean, just come on, man. Um, 2011. The uh, that you know they after they traded Perkins they were counting on it. and this was maybe bad that you know that that was not a great trade for the Celtics and and it put them in an awkward position of having to rely on these players which is you know a little bit of the front office's fault for sure but still the O'Neals went down Jermaine and Shaq and you know they didn't have you know the centers to be able to get through the the season when again they were maybe the best team in the East that year um they were. I think on pace to be up there before those guys went down and you know, then they ended up losing to the Heat in the second round. 2012, Avery Bradley. He, he was really starting to develop. He had overtaken Ray Allen for the starting shooting guard job. 
and then got hurt. 2013, Ron, Rajon Rondo tears his ACL. I mean, that was, it was the best player on the team at that point, blowing out his knee. Um, that kind of ended that whole era. Then 2014 through, let's say 2016, they didn't really have a lot of expectations, so I'm not even going to get into those years. But then you get to 2017, you've got the IT stuff in the playoffs, which has been well chronicled. Um you know, basically derailed his career. Um, 2018, um, you know, we had Gordon Hayward, obviously. Gordon Hayward for the whole season, and then that was when they made, the Celtics made one of the worst trades in recent memory in the NBA, bringing in Kyrie Irving to their team. We all know what a disaster he is, but, um, of course, of course, the first season it, it hadn't really escalated to that point yet. I'll get I'll get to where that happened, you know, with that. But like we'll just say for now that he got injured, and um, you know, the Celtics still made the Eastern, you know, went to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. Twenty nineteen is when Kyrie broke his brain. He injured his brain, and. Then Hayward was still hurt. So, um, so there was that. And then 2020, we'll go back into, you know, the 2018 and 2019 years are, you know, very, very complicated years in Celtics history, obviously, because of how toxic Kyrie is. But we don't need to rehash that now. Um, 2020. Again, Hayward in the bubble. Celtics are... I mean, I thought they had a real team, man. Like, it was such a good offensive team with, like, Kemba and Brown. Brown and Tatum were really starting to take a leap. You had Kemba still you know, still close to his peak. You had, um... You had Hayward filling such a nice role for them. And then Marcus Smart providing the defense. Daniel Tice did just enough as the, as the center to complement the rest of the team. Um, Tice, obviously, a guy we'll see a lot with, with Robert Williams out. And then he, um, you know, and, and then so you had Hayward go down in the bubble. You know, he came back, and credit to him, I mean, he stayed in the bubble to miss. He basically had to miss. Um, like his son being born, I mean, it was like he really sacrificed for the good of the team. All you know, I, I you know, I, it, you know, his uh, his willingness to do that is is admirable for sure. Um, because he very you know it would have been very understandable if he'd said, "Well, screw this bubble. I'm gonna go spend time with my family and see the birth of my son." And he stayed around, tried to rehab, and you know he tried to come back. So credit to him, but it just didn't really work out and um he just wasn't the same when he got back and then with Kemba I mean you had the knee stuff that was not good um and that really started started his decline um but you know which was tough it was it was definitely tough um 
So, I mean, if those, if those guys stay healthy the whole year, I think the Celtics, there's a real chance the Celtics win the championship in the bubble. Um, Lakers would have been tough. Good chance they would have lost the Lakers. But they would have been in the finals against the Lakers. And then who knows? So, just really unfortunate breaks there. Um, 2021, I mean, that was just a... I mean, like, almost the whole team got hurt, if we're being honest. Like, Jalen was out for the playoffs. Um, which was the end of their season, for sure, when we knew that. Um, you know, Kemba wasn't playing back-to-backs and just wasn't the same guy. Um... I mean, gosh, like, I don't know. I feel like the whole, you know, there is at least like three other players that had significant injuries throughout the season. They never had, not once, did they have, um, did they have their their full, you know, their desired rotation healthy. They did not have it once all season in 2021. It was a joke. <laughs> so... You can, you can take that, that year out. And then this year, obviously, they have a lot of issues earlier in the season. And it was a big part of why, not not the only reason, but it was certainly played a part in them having a slow start for the first half of the season. And then, you know, they're healthy in the second half, and all of a sudden, they really take off. And it has been the best team in the league for two and a half months. And now Robert Williams goes down. So is Robert Williams going to be the next name on that horrible list? It's very possible. I mean, so the point is that this is a franchise that over the last decade plus, over the last dozen years, has really just been screwed by these injuries. I mean, they've just been screwed. It's like every season they have expectations at somebody. <laughs> um. So we're just, we just have to hope that, and again, I don't want anything bad for, for Robert Williams long-term health. If they conclude that the best way to go is to do the repair, it's going to suck. But and, and they won't be the championship favorites anymore, but then that's what they should do. Um, you know, they shouldn't, you know, jeopardize his career over this one season when they're going to bring the whole team back next year and almost all these guys are going to get better. The only guy who you got to worry about there is Horford. The rest of this team is going to get, and, and you hope that Horford's got at least one, you know, the way he plays, I think he'll have at least one, you know, one or two more, you know, really good seasons. Um, especially I think, you know, his year in OKC where he didn't really play a whole lot. I think refreshed him a little bit. Um, so I think, you know, you've, you've really got to play it it's safe. This is a guy who's, who's so young. He's so good. He's going to be around for years to come on a great contract. Like, you know, he is, people will say like, hey, you know, though the Celtics need to go trade for a third star. They need to do all these things. The Celtics have a third star behind Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And his name is Robert Williams. And he's the guy that that, that is injured right now. And it sucks. Um. So like if, if they've got to do it, they've got to they, they they've got to do it. Just shut them down and and be done. But um, you know certainly if they can 
if they can bring him back and is not going to have a long-term huge negative long-term effect on him, then then do that too. Um, you know, it would be certainly help this year's team um, and give them a very very realistic shot at a, you know at a championship, the one that again for there's been other reasons besides health, but um, health is a big reason. If, if the Celtics had not had such horrible luck with health, they'd have more than one championship in the last 35 years. Like they would, they just would. That's just, that's just the reality of it. Um, they've had horrible injury luck. And then they had two superstar players, you know, that, that would have been the faces of the team in the 1990s. Both of them died. I mean, just just terrible luck. So, anyway, I'm gonna wrap up. But basically, what the, basically the, the the cliff notes of what I think this does to the championship race. I think if Robert Williams is able to come back, if if they do the removal, and he's able to come back in four to six weeks, I don't think this changes the, our playoff outlook a lot. I think the Celtics are still the favorites to win the championship. I think the Suns and the Bucks are right there. And I think those are your three teams. If Robert Williams is unable, you know, goes for the repair and is unable to come back. Then I think it changes a little bit. Um, I think you're looking at Milwaukee and Phoenix are the best two teams. And you'll see them in the finals. And then for Boston, they would be closer to the tier below them with um, the Nets, the Heat, the Sixers. But they'd probably still be at the head of that tier. I think they'd be second, but I think Milwaukee would win the East at that point. That's just, you know, my take. I hope I'm wrong, but um, Robert Williams is that important, so... I think against a guy like Giannis, that's going to be too much. So, thanks for listening. Um, you know, think good thoughts for for Time Lord. He needs it. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks and have a great night.